Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Welcome to Springboard Virtual University. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, ably led by Comfort. This is your most inspirational show and the point of convergence for the greatest minds. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation, 
in partnership with the multimedia group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the enterprise group with support from the graphic business. And that means that on Tuesday, the full transcript of today's interview will be on page 18 of the graphic business. So our series in the engine room has become a must watch for many because it brings out the back room secrets, the untold stories of the lives and professional journeys of frontliners in various fields, academia, media, corporate life, ministry, and everything in between. So far, we've had very exciting episodes we would like you to check out on my YouTube page, Albert Okran, like those with Dinah Hamilton, Israel Laie, Anita Eskin, Father Campbell, Kwame Eugene, Doreen Ando, and so many of them that you will find very instructive. My guest for today in the engine room has 40 years of corporate experience, one of the most respected CEOs in this country and a very special person here in the Springboard family. She's worked largely as a communications consultant and a trainer and facilitator, the CEO and founder of Stratcom Africa, Antia Stakoba. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for making time to join us on your virtual university. Thank you, Albert. Um, it's always a delight to be with you because uh, of the way you are able to draw lessons from ordinary things that we see around us and to impact lives. And Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank, Thank you. you. We are knowledge hunters. We <laughs> hunt from them in, in different places. But we, we celebrate people here on this platform. Your last time you were here, you used the words beautiful Ghana. And it's one thing that we believe very much in Springboard, finding what's beautiful about this country and throwing light for everyone to see. Mm -hmm. So your last time on, on the roadshow was in 2011, exactly yes. 10 years ago. <laughs> and then you also were on the virtual university with Charles Mensah talking about planning in 2014. Mm -hmm. But today I want to go into the engine room of your life and trace your professional don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC Training the learnings But let's start by congratulating you On the recent flower and garden fair We're there for tonight And we're absolutely blown away What's the inspiration behind that project? The inspiration is simple uh, basically, we have God-given resources that we're probably not paying enough attention to. And we're being unfair to God, wow. <laughs> as it were, because we're paying a lot of attention to the gold, um, oil, and gas, and others. Without looking at the flora and fauna, God in, I mean, for me as a Christian, I look at how God created this world. It was in chaos and he created the world of a garden and then he created the garden of Eden. So he created gardens before creating human beings. So the, he wanted a safe place for human beings to live. And then when he finished, he said, have dominion. He made us stewards of this earth. It is from good stewardship that we get the gold and the oil and everything. If we destroy what he has created, then we won't even get the rest of what he wants us to have. So my inspiration is just ensuring that the world remains green and beautiful. The world remains healthy. We remain healthy, clean, and wealthy. So that is the inspiration. And I just love nature. I guess like Jesus Christ, I always go to my garden of Gethsemane to, to draw inspiration, to draw health and strength wealth for and strength ahead. for the days ahead. You talk about the smile on your face. I recall, and this is your 10th year, correct? Of doing we're, this. we're entering the 10th year now. Right, and, and that, that's, that's a really beautiful initiative. Uh, and it fits into my thoughts about a beautiful Ghana because not too long ago, I was in Sunyani, and it's, it's so green in Sunyani, mm. and I took mm. wonderful pictures mm. of Sunyani mm. and posted it with the hashtag, my beautiful Ghana, and people were describing the greens. Mm. It, it mm. seems that when you post pictures of greens, trees, flowers, ligon, adorn, people love it. Exactly. But why are we not putting in the effort required to keep the world green? Let me try to ask. The, the interesting thing is that when you have green spaces in Ghana, People do not litter there. Oh, People okay. keep them clean. But I would like also to pick on the beautiful Ghana. The beautiful Ghana is not necessarily only in the green. 
the beautiful Ghana emanates from the beauty of the people of Ghana. Absolutely. And so the green is created by human beings and we we are able to do that we as individuals we as communities have the responsibility to take care of our environment you, you just are drawing me into this because <laughs> i just can't leave it let me do one more on this before i come to your story and just that another thing that caught my attention and kept it while at the garden and, and floral fair was a number of people I met who had, some of whom had abandoned their corporate jobs. I met two bankers, and I met those who were also combined, and they called it their tie-dye business. Yes. But, <laughs> but it was quite heartwarming yeah. to see yeah. somebody who told me, I told you I left this big bank, and I'm doing this, and I've never looked back. Should we rethink how we look at our careers and encourage more people who do not believe that they belong in the corporate space to step out and pursue what their real talent, passion, or love is professionally? Yes. What I think is that we have all been created with different talents. And when you read, uh, you know, excuse me, for the Bible, you see, I gave you two talents, I gave you three talents. It's more than one talent. So... You find people in the corporate world who also have a passion for something else. Yes, I must say the show is actually stealing a lot of people from things that they were doing that they really were not enjoying or they are combining the two and are very happy. We can multiply our talents just as these plants multiply. And we can nurture our talents to benefit us and benefit other people. Let me take you back, because flowers is, in a sense, your second love. <laughs> but let me take you back to the root of everything, because you speak, eat, drink, and sleep communications. Let me take you back to your childhood. Did you ever think you will do what you're doing? I knew that there were two things that as I grew up, I knew I would do. Mm. One is using whatever skills I have, facilitating development. I didn't know how. I like to see people gaining knowledge and using that knowledge to build something or change what they are doing. And I also like to promote mutual understanding. I didn't quite know, of course, when I was a child, that communication would have anything to do with this. But traveling between Secondi and Commenda, I always thought, what would it take for the people along the journey to also live in an environment, environment like Secondi? And of course, in Commenda, at that time, there was no electricity. There was, we fetched water from our underground pond, a, a spring called Pupu, and uh, from a well. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> and, 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 and one of the things that stayed with me as a child, as I was going to school in Commenda, was one time when a commercial bank set up an office there and 
there was a town crier that came out from the chief to tell the people of Commander that instead of keeping money in their nets, the fishermen, they should send the money to the bank because sometimes rodents would eat up the money. Then also there was a time when water, pipeline water had been supplied and people were not patronizing it as, as much, especially during the rainy season because our underground spring, that is Pupu, was overflowing and it was almost like the goddess that was, you know, the being behind Pupu that was providing us the water. Her breasts were full and they were hurting and we were rejecting that and using, you know, pipe-borne water. As I studied and I thought about all these things, I thought, I mean, they were doing, they were using the systems, we were using the systems that we knew for our survival. And how then do you transition people like, you know, with that kind of orientation to new ways of doing things without offending what they are rooted in? And that I found communication as a tool for engineering behavior change. Also, at the time, I would hear, so people would be walking within the community, advertising their words. So you exchange for those your money. The heavenly language of yes, it's exchange your money for eggs. And so that was oh, advertising. Okay. Yes. So you speak so, Fantine very well. Because in growing up we were made to speak Fantine. We're not even allowed to say mommy and daddy. We had to say Ma na papa. Ma na pa. So looking at advertising in that you know a small space. So I said, how do you get people to patronize? So over time, my mission, my passion has been, how do you use communication as a tool for human development? Communication is a necessity for national development, for corporate profitability, and indeed for individual enhancement, livelihood enhancement. So for me, that my my childhood experiences are what have, you know, informed my love for communication. You see, the beautiful thing about what you just did is, is what my whole life I love the most. Taking a simple thing like a town crier Yes, Yes. And telling you don't put your money exactly under your bed. And so that is what in fact when we started at Stratcom Africa, our symbol, one of our major symbols was a town crier beating the the thing, the two pronged thing, with sound waves going into a satellite dish. This is Springboard, your virtual university. 
and time in the engine room with Madame Esther Koba, CEO and founder of Stratcom Africa. She's been telling us about her childhood and telling us how a town crier talking about banking, talking about the breasts of the goddess and local people hawking their bread held coalesce her thoughts about development and promoting mutual understanding into a career in communications. I have loads of questions for you, and I'm going to switch away completely. You mentioned places like Salt Pond. You mentioned Ikuasi the last time you were here. You mentioned Ekitechi Commander. And then you just, yes, you mentioned Mofrotrum. Let me ask you a question, Madam Esther. So, something Mr. Janssen said on this show years ago, and then if I'm not wrong, Alex Bamfu, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. both of them mentioned that they went to Saito. Yes. And yet, they speak impeccable Queen's English, and they rose to the very top of the corporate field. And Esther? Yes. <laughs> can somebody who goes to Saito today become another Esther Koba? I, I, I don't see why not. If the systems are right and if the home uh, support is also right. Help me to understand it because you speak English so beautifully. I do. You, uh, mentioned, you mentioned the places that people will say, hey, it's so not there, it's not. And that's another matter to being able to speak both the local language and the English language so well. But a parent will sometimes feel that Senebang call the big ones, the GIS, the TIS, the this and the that and the data, they can't become. Are you saying that any opportunity the child gets with education, with appropriate home support, they can live out their dreams? You see, the context also informs how um, institutions develop and deliver. In my time, it was what is now called Saito. I mean, I went to Salt Pond uh, Methodist School. In fact, I carried sand. We built the place ourselves. I was in class one. They would give me a small pan. I went to Second D Boundary Road, Equasi Methodist and Commander Ellie. And those were the schools that were available. We had no other. And our teachers taught us to, to I don't know, they, they taught us what we know now. And our parents knew that there was no other. I remember there were a few people that went to what they called preparatory school at that time, but they were very few. And at that time, parents had confidence in these public schools. What I have seen happening over the years is a loss of confidence in the public school. And unfortunately, all kinds of reasons are assigned. I have not had the privilege of being in the thick of, you know, the management of this situation. But I would say, what I would say as somebody that tries to facilitate development, change, and promote understanding is, can we try to 
understand the real root causes. Because to deliver effective communication or something that, and in this case, how do you communicate a public school verbally and non-verbally in a manner that people accept and patronize the public school? You first have to live in the reality of the other person. Why is it that public schools are seen a certain way and therefore are now losing their glitter? I am very proud. I'm a proud Saito girl. Anytime I hear you speak, you mention it with a smile yes. on your face. Oh, yes, because I, I actually wish that we would just, we would have just that. And my mother, my aunties and all that, they all went to these Commander Saito schools and they have produced <laughs> all of us who are, by God's grace, doing a little bit what is it that has gone wrong? And what I see, unfortunately, is that a lot of the times when we all get desperate about what is going wrong, instead of going to the root of what is going wrong, we blame each other, just as Adam and Eve did. I want to go for a brief break. When I come back, I'm going to find out as you traveled the corporate route, what are the biggest lessons you've gleaned? And how do the, how will these lessons guide us as we forge ahead into the future? It will seem that everything in your life is centered on communication and understanding. <laughs> I want to find out from you when I come back, how critical is it to all our decision making? If you just joined us, this is Springboard of Virtual University with my guest today, Esther Koba, CEO of Stratcom Africa, helping us to understand the pillars, the lessons of her life. And there are so many of them, and we'll be giving some more as we come back from this break. Let me say a big thank you to MTN Pulse, the Enterprise Group, UMB Bank, the Multimedia Group, and the Graphic Business for bringing this to you. And to you out there for making a date with us every single week. Be writing down your own lessons because we'll be debating which one is your favorite from Madame Esther Koba. Please don't go away. Don't be left out. Download the MTN Pulse app from the App Store or Play Store to mash up all day, every day. You can also enjoy more mashup. Just buy the new Mega Bundle and get 3 gigabytes data, extra 400 megabytes for your social apps, and free MTN to MTN calls every Monday. So just go ahead, feel the pulse on MTN Pulse. Just be. We're good together everywhere you go. From football fan. To football star. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. UMB was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning, as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. 
At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products, and technology. These are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we're poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. From tabletop trader to supermarket owner. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. Welcome back to Springboard, your better university brought to you by the Springboard Russia Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the Enterprise Group, UMB Bank, with support from the graphic business. Look out for page 18 of the graphic business for today's for the transcript of today's beautiful conversation with the beautiful CEO of the Stratcom Africa, our good friend, Madame Esther Koba. So far, she's been telling us about the world as a garden. She says celebrating flora and fauna is part of being responsible stewards of God's creation. I love it. I love it. She says we, we, we cheat God when we don't treat the, the, the greens well. So we repented today. The second one is about the beautiful Ghana. She talks about beautiful ideas, beautiful plants, beautiful talents, beautiful people, and by extension, healthier and wealthier people. I love it. The third one is about talent. She says we need to rethink our perspective about our careers and harness our talents and multiply them to create economic opportunity. She said she grew up thinking about development and promoting mutual understanding, but never linked it to communication until a town crier hit the town about banking at one point, and then again at about water at another point. That combined with hawkers selling their produce triggered in her mind that all these could be harnessed into communication and she went on to do it in her own way not abandoning what was there before but bridging it with modern technology to deliver it in a beautiful way she also mentions saito and says she's a proud do you say saitoian whatever a proud product of a saito she went to saito all her her primary days and she talked about the teachers teaching them everything they knew and parents having confidence in the system. It's a conversation that I find very stimulating because it's challenging us to be the better version of ourselves. Antesta, let me go back to your career and particularly to your pioneering work before Stratcom, setting up the public affairs departments of GEHOC, GNPC, and West Africa Gas Pipeline, where you were the first external affairs manager. Was it challenging breaking into these environments especially with public affairs that was at the time probably not as known as it is today it was it was challenging but exciting my i guess naturally i like challenging situations it's boring to deal with everyday things that don't challenge you. So at Gihok, at the time that I went there, the marketing department had been uh, set up as a 
a subsidiary called CADCO. And so that had been closed down and I was fresh from communication school. I had done uh, about six months with the U.S. Information Service as an intern. And there was I in this room alone. At that time, the room was left with some papers and things. I took off my shoes. I swept. I put the desk there, sat behind it, and thoroughly enjoyed working for 26 companies that had been set by set up by our first president, Kwame Nkrumah. Gihok was... 26 subsidiaries. Yes, a Bosu. Uh, glass, uh, meat factory, in Sawom Canary, leather, uh, shoes, uh, steel. Yes. And you had responsibility for all 26? Yes, yes, yes. And it was nice. What was nice about it? The, the opportunity to use what I had learned and to see transformation through communication, I don't even want to call it communication, through engagement. And uh, it was lovely, and and it challenged me. I remember I'd traveled to all the uh, different subsidiaries and come back, and in the night I couldn't sleep because I wanted to generate a newsletter for the whole uh, organization, the holding company at that time. It was really, really lovely. But before that... I had uh, done the work, I mean, at U.S. Information Service, and that's where I chanced upon what my heart wanted, communication for developing nations. Because I had studied um, communication at the School of Communication Studies. It was public relations and journalism with a little bit of auditing or broadcast. But I felt that there was something that else that was needed. And Kwame Karakari saw that in me. He saw that hunger and he would send me to go and cover things like, he taught us journalism, he would send me to go and cover things like concert parties because that is something that I had grown up with. And so I was able to get admission into Cornell University uh, in the USA and study this and come back and then I was invited by uh, Ghana National Petroleum Corporation to go and deal with their exploration related cross-cultural needs because they had a lot of rig workers coming, a lot of uh, exploration companies coming, and there was a need for, as part of investor relations, to do cross-cultural communication. But when I went in there, I thought, you need more than that. So without anyone telling me, I just did a study, I did a survey from the security man to the manager. And then I wrote a paper on establishing a solid communications department for GNPC. Little did I know that GNPC at that time had had Petrobras do a review, and UNDP do a review of their work, and they had indicated that a public affairs department would. So when I did it, it was taken to the management meeting, and then I was taken to the board to go and present, and I presented. And that was my journey through uh, GNPC. And so, 
a volunteering opportunity. And the the study that I did, they didn't know about it too. So it was like, wow. Almost prophetic. So I, even with the security and all that, I mean, in cross-cultural communication, you don't apply, deploy uh, survey instruments done in one language in another language. Mm. So I sat down and translated into Akan and worked with people to translate it into Hausa and all that. At that time, we didn't have the security men. In it. We had, you know, watchmen, and they couldn't read and write. And uh, I translated, and what I did was I would take it and ask another person who let's say could speak Hausa or Gan and say, ask this person this question and ask them, what is your understanding of it? So the results I got were really authentic. Oh, was I happy. I was so happy. So based how, how on years that, ago was this? This was in 1989 90. Yeah. So Thirty years ago, yes, and that's you still when, have the same glint in your yes, eyes when you're talking about it. It was so nice, and that was when uh, GNPC was at Osu in the old Black Star Line building, right. and we had a little outlet at PFI on the. It was it was called PFI because a company called PFI had been operating from there. It was nice because I had data. I mean, for me as a communication specialist creative communication work without a scientific basis is useless. Say it again. (laughs) Say it again. You said it so beautifully. (laughs) It's creative communication work without a scientific basis is useless. But it's usually difficult for people to sit down and do the analytical work. That is why at Stratcom Africa we say we blend the science and the art of communication. And if you look at our logo, at the bottom of it is think, focus. You think, that's the analytical work. I mean, people say, I'll develop a brochure for you. Please give me a, uh, uh, can you uh, develop content for my social media page? Post this for me. That's, it's like, Going to a doctor and taking paracetamol when the pain is actually from an infection. We need to get to the root and deal with the infection whilst we manage the pain. Two things come to my mind throughout this proposition that we've had so far. And two words, correct me if I'm wrong. One is engagement, one is understanding. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Are these these the pillars of your, your thinking pattern? It's empathy. Okay. You see, you have to be empathetic enough. I always say that effective communication begins and ends with the other. And when I say the other, it's not just the sender, but the receiver also understanding the other. This requires intense analytical work. An engineer will never put steel and concrete in soil to build a, a, a bridge without testing the integrity of the soil and its ability to hold the steel and concrete. That is soil that you can see, the mind of a human being that you can't see. You can't deposit messages into them in the mind without an appreciation 
of how the message is going to be processed. So I had to do Would this. Would you say that, and, I, and we'll go back to your GMPC experience, and then very importantly how it's transitioned to um, Stratcom, but would you say that we have a penchant for, for taking tools and using them without understanding the antecedents, the, 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 the beginnings, how they can be really applied? <laughs> we disseminate information. We transmit information and imagine we are communicating. We use tools. We inflict tools of information delivery on people and say that we are communicating. We're not. Many resources, because communication is a process of information sharing for mutual understanding. It's a process of analysis, creation, and analysis. You cannot deliver information to somebody and say you have communicated. You've only given information. You have communicated when you take time to understand the reality of the other. And that's where empathy comes in. And that's what empathy comes in. And engagement comes in. Engagement in comes in. So you engage not only with the mouth, the spoken, you engage with the mind. So you go into a communication situation with your body, soul, and mind. Mm. You gather data. And so that's why, I mean, in fancy for instance, it means that you can't even deal with the information that does it because it is not based on the reality of the other. So what happens, for instance, is a lot of development work, a lot of development resources, and it's really painful, are poured into communities. And we come back and say, they are illiterate, so they didn't accept the development idea. And I humbly say, you are so illiterate about their illiteracy mm. that you did not communicate with them. You had no business being in their environment. How can public relations work with these units to engender the empathy you talk about? the engagement you talk about and the understanding of the people that you talk about. By how... starting from internal. You see, the internal people, decision makers, the people who go into the field have to be helped to have that empathy. A lot of, you go to a lot of organizations and one of the values they have is respect. And a lot of the time, it is imagined that the respect is limited to co-worker respect. But empathy means you respect the other person. Effective communication starts with effective listening. Mm. And you listen out of respect for the other. So if you're going to go and educate a community about a project you're doing, and you go and tell them about the uh, project, and you don't draw from them what they think about the project. How do you ensure community consent? And sometimes it's superficial. So it starts with listening. Not, not, not because the companies want to do that, but unfortunately, 
for a number of companies, maybe they're dealing with the hardware and therefore the soft, what they call the soft things, which I call the power stuff. Because you can throw a dynamite into a rock to bring out your gold and your oil and other things. But you can't throw a dynamite into the mind of somebody. You will need to engage them and draw them out. And when you go to do a project where a farmer has his farm or a fisherman has to go and fish, you need to recognize that where your treasure is, there their treasure is also. So with a license from Accra, you can't come to my hometown and ask me to get off my heritage and give it to you. Which draws me to, um, and I remember a story you told exactly <laughs> ten and a half years ago on the road show. <laughs> you were speaking about a professional journey, and you were talking about the gathering of seismic data. Um, bond. And on, and on the rigs yes. and the fishermen to doing their legitimate fishing and the battle for supremacy as it were for lack of a better word exactly. each one feeling that other was encroaching in exactly. their space and how you resolved it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let me go back to that story for the benefit of those who haven't been part of this virtual university and I won't play it back let me ask you the same question again mm-hmm. how did you resolve that conundrum between those who were had their mining or their oil and their drilling licenses and were gathering their data on the seas and the fishermen too who were gathering their fish on the seas and understandably the um, technical guys the uh, geologists etc they had timelines I mean these rigs are really expensive the seismic vessels are really expensive downtime could mean a million dollars five hundred thousand dollars and all that and they thought look we are doing this for the good of all of us and therefore get them out of the way That's so the fisher, they, the fisher folk. yeah get the fisher folk out of the way because if a net gets caught in the seismic apparatus it could really be really expensive and it could re- derail the whole process so the idea was get navy boats get them off and i said how can you do that there's an easier way to do that go and have a chat with them Tell them we're going to do the seismic thing for five days so they should and announce in the community so that people will store up protein because without going to fish, children are going to be deprived of protein and people are going to be deprived of their livelihood whilst you are getting your salary for meeting your targets. So it became a battle. I remember I got bashed, but I didn't give up. Because I knew that they didn't understand. I knew that whilst, you know, you are studying about the psychology of human beings, other people are also studying about rocks. So you need to help them to understand. So I went to the community. I met with chief fishermen. Fortunately, I speak Fanti. Fortunately, I went to school. What do you call it? Cultural... Cultural cross-cultural, cross-cultural right yeah, so this obviously couldn't have been done by somebody who doesn't come from ghana or possibly from the community no you need to speak their language you need to speak their language right so we went 
we had a discussion with them. They understood, and we told them the benefit for the community. And, and they ended up being the people guarding the coastline. Yes. Don't tell me you're the town crier. Did, I did. did they? In a, lot, in a lot of my projects, no, so I've trained town criers to communicate the message. You, you know why my mind went, went to town, town crier? Because that is where it all began for you. Yes. So I, I use, I've written a lot of projects on town criers. At Cornell University, one of the projects that I got A++++ for was writing about communication systems in Ghana. And they were just overwhelmed. Because I, I, I you know, <laughs> for Christians, let me use an example. Jesus goes to the beach, looks at them, and comes back and says, come and I will make you fishes of men. He didn't say I'll make you architects of salvation who engineer uh, <laughs> the you know heavenly path of people or whatever. Come and I will make you fish. He stepped into their reality. Right. And look at Jesus at the well. But that is the same thing you're talking about. You're talking about engagement. Engagement. Understanding. Understanding. Empathy. Yes. Let me ask you about something that is on my mind. You see, two things are on my mind right now, and I can't let you go without asking them. One is about governments, governmental authority. I'm not talking about any particular government, but yeah. governmental authority. Yeah. Just listening to what you describe, I can imagine the frustration of government communicators and government people who feel, but we are doing this for the people, and they're not giving us credit. They don't understand. Should we change our approach, not just in dealing with stakeholders, in places where you have mining licenses or so and so on, but in the whole developmental value chain, should we change our approach to communication of developmental projects and government activities? Should we change our approach? I've always said that there can never be good governance without effective communication. That will be my answer. Without effective communication, there is no good governance. So you think that you're doing everything your best and you're voted out because you did not engage. You did not empathize. And it's not just about telling them I'll do this for you and do that for you. They will listen, but you have to engage. You have to make contact. And making contact means you understand the real need and you've been truthful about what it is that you're doing. And a lot of the times also you find that leaders lead themselves without a following. The following, they are there, but they are not being led by you. They are leading you into failing because you think that you're giving them what you want. You're giving yourself what you want. There can never be good governance and it starts with without listening. effective. It starts with listening. It starts with empathy. Because if you want somebody to follow you, you need to know what it takes for them to follow you. You know, this is, I've enjoyed this so much because you speak as an authority. Even Jesus, he said he spoke as an authority and not like the scribes. You love communication. It flows through everything that you do. do. Let me end on the note of opportunity.
for many CEOs like you, one of the biggest challenges you will face is people throwing their CVs at you and people hustling your life and saying, I need a job. And How do we expand the frontiers of economic opportunity? How do we get many more people to live out their dreams, look after their families? Your closing thoughts on that, because it's very dear to my heart. I think that we need to um, try and think and analyze uh, circles of opportunity. And it comes from appreciating the need. So in starting Stratcom Africa, for instance, as I said, I started with young people who felt that because they had read arts, there was no hope for them. And I made them, I helped them to understand that. Arts as in? As in... Visual uh, arts? No. Social science, uh, English, history, study of religions. A lot of what I'm able to understand is because I studied African traditional religion. Oh. I did religions up to university. So I, I, I understand, you see, the core of people's beliefs and behaviors are informed by their beliefs. I may not be able to employ everybody, but I try to look at opportunities. That is why, for instance, I do a lot of training. I do leadership training. They're very good leaders who may be having a lot of challenges because they're not good communicators. So I do a lot of leadership uh, training in leadership communication and evolving organizational cultures. A lot of us stay in, spend a lot of time at work, eight to five, sometimes more, and we're not happy because the culture there doesn't work for us. Manchester, it's been one of those times where you are forced to rethink what you've always framed in terms of a subject matter. And today you've left me with three words that I'll think about for a long time. The first is empathy, and then also you've talked about engagement and understanding. And I can tell you that every single lesson you've shared sits on this three-legged buchia. <laughs> <laughs> my, my buchia from Commander, that's you know, how I did that project. You know. I changed the buchia. I did burners for Funo, yes, the mud yes, Funo, yes. so people were not using um, firewood anymore. And the chocolate smoker, we changed it to gas fuel. I want to thank you on behalf of the many people who you have mentored and the many people that you've allowed God to use you to touch with your life. And I'm sure we'll do this conversation again because there's so much more that I'd like to explore with you, Madam Esther Cobra. But let me just, for the benefit of our, our listeners and viewers, share the lessons I'm, I've packed for today. And I am sure there will be a big debate on social media about which one is, which one is a favorite. I always tell myself, this is it, until I hear another one. I say, no, this, is, this one too is my favorite. So I, I conclude by saying, they are all my favorites. But let, let's, let's go through them. The first one is the world as a garden and our responsibility to celebrate the flora and the fauna as a God-given assignment. The second one is about the beautiful Ghana. You talked about beautiful ideas, beautiful people, beautiful plants, beautiful talents and then a healthier and a wealthier people. Then the third one was about talents, rethinking our careers and exploring how to expand the frontiers of our talents. The fourth, you said growing up, you didn't think about communication. You thought about first development and then promoting mutual understanding, and you didn't link it to communication. The fifth was how the town cry and the local hawkers. That's one of my favorites, I must tell you. The... the, 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 the the, 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 the yes, yes, yes. 
the, yes, the day we come to our office. I've seen you have an Edison uh, art yes. piece here. Yes. Ed, I got Edison to do the town crier, the linguist, and all that, symbolizing the essence of the work that Stratcom Africa does. It's at our reception. And I should come there and take a picture with it. <laughs> so that was the fifth point about the town crier and the local hawkers. What can them for pano? Pano for the is eggs. Yes, you know, Jete. 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 Uh, no, I may also say a good name is better than material riches. Wonderful. I'll ask you to celebrate your mother before yes. before we close. <laughs> the sixth was about Saito. You talk about going to public school in your formative years and learning everything that you you know from there. And I commented on the fact that you speak impeccable Queen's English and yet still speak fancy so well and mm-hmm. today's parents you see speak english all the way and yet you are able to do both the seventh was about pr pioneering and you said you went to com school learn journalism but it was at usis that you found where your heart really is and that is communication for national development and you pursued it and enjoyed the challenge of pioneering communications wherever you went. The eighth is about creative communication work without a scientific basis is useless. And it starts... No, but I love it. It starts with good data. That's what you said. Number nine is about empathy. And those were where the two other points came in. Engagement, understanding. And you said effective communication begins and ends with the other person. And very often, we disseminate information and assure ourselves that we are communicating when we are speaking to ourselves and not to the other party. Last one is about governance. He said there can't be good governance without effective no. communication. And you beautifully summed it up by saying that's how, that's how some, sometimes a leadership team or a government can assume that they are communicating and wonder why their work is not being appreciated mm. or they get voted out. And you say mm. we must rethink how we engage with people how we understand them, and how we show empathy. And it starts with what? Listening. <laughs> oh, you do all. As, as the young person, you do all. Let's, let's, let's end on the note of your mother. We didn't talk mm. about your faith, but it shines mm. through everything you see. But let's end on the note of your mother. Mm. The last time you were here, you talked about your mother. Mm. Amazing. Woman. And for the benefit of mothers out there who are working so hard, and parents who are sacrificing everything for their children. Minister to them in a minute, mm-hmm. especially to the mothers. Give them hope that their work they are doing is not in vain. Speak to your mother listening to you today. Your work is not in vain, mother. I had my mother for only 11 years. She died when I was 11. But I can assure you that she invested so much in me from everything she she did on a daily basis, from cooking with me, singing whilst we are washing clothes, fetching water from the uh, standpipe out there, 
taking me to an entertainment like Kakeku and coming home and unpacking with me the lessons from the Kakeku concert and giving me weighty lessons like joy is Jesus, others, and yourself. Which sums up for me, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. So for me, even the work I do is glorifying God, making, helping, making my neighbor benefit from the talents that God has given me, and eating from the works of my hand. And, find, and also telling me that a good name is better than material riches. Zinpa, Yesen, Ahunya. When you come to the Stratcom Africa reception, that is boldly written. Is it written in Fanti? It's written in Fanti and translated into English at the bottom. Mention your mother's name. Ah, Victoria Adwa Asawa Koba Ne Bru Sam. And one of the things that I think she helped me with, she would say, I'm not that patient. But it helped me to evolve over time myself, my philosophy that there's no point in bearing grudges. Love is such a healer. Like the biblical sower, every day you go out with seeds. Some will fall on fertile ground. Some will fall on stones. You will have ideas that will be trampled upon. You know, learn lessons from those that have been trampled upon. That didn't germinate or started germinating and died. And celebrate those that yield a hundredfold. 2,000 fold and all that. So all these I grew up with because my mother sowed in me and nurtured me to hopefully bloom to the glory of God and to the benefit of others. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 11 years of investment of, of, of Auntie Victoria has brought the fruit that we celebrate today. My guest for today in the NG room has been the beautiful Auntie Esther Koba. She's just made my day in the past. I love communication. You know that too. I've just enjoyed just, just being with her and listening to her unpack her three pillars, empathy, engagement, and understanding. Let's have this beautiful conversation on social media about which of these lessons spoke to your situation the most and what are you carrying away to make you an even better person as a result of this conversation. So we come your way again next week. I want to say a big thank you to you once again, Madam Mr. Koba, for your time. And God bless you, the family, and also Stratcom Africa. May God continue to watch over you and expand the frontiers of your influence in Jesus' name. Thank you all out there for listening and watching us every single week. Thank you to MTN, Pulse, UMB Bank, the Enterprise Group, Multimedia Group, and the Graphic Business. Let me remind you on Tuesday, page 18, Auntie Esther's thoughts, lessons, and ideas unpack the full page. It's out there. Find it, enjoy it, and learn from it as a result of this conversation. So we come back again next week. My name is Albert Okran saying God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. We are out.
Uncharted World. Worldservice.com And in 60 minutes, Hard Talk with Zainab Badawi. My guest today is Michel Barnier, who was the EU's chief Brexit negotiator and has declared himself a centre-right candidate for the presidential elections in France next year. News Hour is next. This is the BBC World Service, the world's radio station. Channel 144 and also streaming on myjoonline.com.